Welcome to the CT Startup Podcast, an inside perspective on the startup ecosystem in the great state of Connecticut. This is Dave Bernard with Martha Kalina, one of your co-hosts. I'm here today with Eric Francis with Fresh Farm Products, Chris Tomorrow with Sublime Exposure Online, and we are very excited to have Bruce Carlson, the president of the Connecticut Technology Council, with us. Bruce, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here today. So, Bruce, first of all, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about the Connecticut Technology Council? Well, we'll refer to it as the CTC. That'll be make uh, it easy. That'll, that'll <laughs> make it easy for everyone. Um, but the CTC is an or, is a member organization. We have about three hundred members, um, all of whom are involved in the technology community. Probably over two hundred of those members are businesses ranging from uh, the startup to uh, Pratt and Whitney and uh, many of the larger uh, corporations in the state. We also uh, have academic institutions and a lot of uh, service providers, uh, such as Martha Kalina, involved. And so, we are a uh, we are a, an organization that tries to help develop a um, an ecosystem in the state where um, all technology companies can grow, no matter what the size is. But we've in the past uh, and currently have had a real focus on the uh, startup and growth companies in Connecticut. So have you actually seen the, the amount of startups and growth companies uh, accelerating in the past few years? Because you, you said you've been with the CTC for what, a couple years now? Two years. Two years now. So have you seen uh, kind of more startups coming or being around? Absolutely. We, um, Even though I've been with CTC for uh, two years, uh, going working backwards, before I was working at CTC, I was actually started and ran a... Um, not-for-profit called the IP Factory, which was uh, involved in identifying technologies that were um, that corporations um, invented but put on the shelf that we could pull out and create uh, companies with. So we created a couple of companies ourselves as as a result of that. And then prior to that, I was at the University of Connecticut and uh, started the tech transfer program. Part of which was um, spinning startups out of out of the University of Connecticut and, uh, and its incubators. And so I'm very excited about the fact that we are um, actually, I think, on an accelerating pace for uh, startups. And a lot of that has to do with the Jobs Act that was passed about five years ago that uh, in a, ultimately created the CT Next program which is an infrastructure throughout the state um, that supports startups. And we didn't have it there. Um, and some of us who were involved in putting that together looked at Connecticut and said, "What? why are we different? Because we've got a lot of the elements, but we don't have the results. And why? And um, one thing that we found that Connecticut didn't have was the network. Um, you call somebody in Connecticut, and that was kind of the, the end of it. You go to uh, Austin or a um, Boston or a Boulder, you call somebody and they say, well, I can't help you, but you get a warm handoff to somebody who can. And um, I think we're more and more into that warm handoff stage, and that's um, that's working really well. That's great. Uh, I know we were talking before we started recording about uh, the changes in the past five years, and certainly CT Next was one of the key changes. Um it, we saw a lot more activity once that started, and then it, uh, you know, it, it certainly went through adjustments of its own. Um, but it's very important. And so, as you mentioned, and, and I should fully disclose, Martha Klein is a member of CTC, and uh, 
you know, uh, we've been uh, we've been involved for some time. Though I know uh, you were saying CTC has been around for twenty two years. Correct. So that's that's fantastic. And so the CTC runs a number of events throughout the year. You do a lot for the various technology communities. Why don't you tell us about some of those? Well, we are um, we are a big event organization in that we spend a lot of time um, looking for ways to celebrate the technology community in in Connecticut. So we have what I call the the five signature programs, and the, uh, which are our big programs, and they start in um, kind of running through the calendar. We have a Women of Innovation event where we honor uh, 50 women who in various different industry sectors. And I, I should say that the CTC is agnostic about technology. We have other organizations in the state that are specifically for the life science companies or specifically for the uh, biomedical device companies. Um, but for us, we have members and we work with uh, six different industry sectors. And as a result of that, um, we end up with just you know, uh, this great event um, that generally is in the late March, early April time frame where we have 500 people show up, but it's, um, it's honoring these 50 women. And we've run that now for about 11 years. Um, and then we have the CEO Forum, which um, is an opportunity for CEOs of startup and growth companies to come together in a, in a much more relaxed um, environment. It's not a big audience. It's really just these folks coming in. There's a couple of panels um, and, and helps them out. Um, we just ran our Tech Top 40 program a couple of weeks ago where uh, CTC, working with Markham, uh, identifies the 40 fastest growing companies, again, in six different industry sectors to be able to um, really come up, I think, with um, the message, frankly, that not too many people here in Connecticut, which is we have great technology companies that are growing at 500 to 1,000 percent over four years. I mean, it's just it's really remarkable, the companies that um, are part of Tech.40 on, on an annual basis. Um, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have the IT Summit, where we have um, 200 or so IT professionals from around the state, member companies and non-member companies, that get together and it's a full day, nine, nine panels on those IT issues that are specifically um, you know, been put together by the IT professionals that are on, on the planning committee. And then we end the year uh, with the Innovation Summit, which is uh, something that I have a particular interest in because, um, as was mentioned, I've, I've been working at CTC for two years. As I came in and looked at it, it's, it's when we call it the Innovation Summit, and I believe there's a lot of innovation that takes place in Connecticut outside of startups. The startups are very important. They're very innovative. But we also have great innovation taking place in our corporations in Connecticut as well as in the, uh, those growth companies, those companies that maybe have a million dollars of revenue and 10 employees but want to be 100 employees in the next two or three years. So this year we're making some changes in the Innovation Summit that are, that's really going to be um, celebrating innovation, and uh, I'm very excited about that. Well, we should definitely talk about that. Uh, as some of our listeners may remember, we actually did a, a, a semi-live show from the Innovation Summit last year. We, uh, we did about four interviews during the day of the summit, and uh, for those who could hear our interviews about the background noise, uh, we, uh, 
We, we then posted those afterwards. And we're going to be doing the same thing again this year. Um, we'll be at the Innovation Summit um, doing some more live recordings. And uh, please, if you're there and you're attending, feel free to come by our table and say hi and talk to us and maybe even uh, sit down for a quick interview. And um, But for... Uh, you know, certainly Innovation Summit is, is even before I went there with, uh, with CT Startup, I was there uh, with Martha Kleina, and also I had a number of clients who, who go there. So uh, it was a great day of just walking around, meeting people, seeing what's going on in the community, keeping touch with what's going on. And uh, I've always found it to be a fantastic event. I provided mentoring there for a few years when, when you had mentors. Um, so what are the changes this year? What's going what's gonna to attract people? Well, last year, uh, because this event has grown and grown, we are um, we are at the Connecticut Convention Center because that's the only venue in the state of Connecticut now that can hold us, um, which is a good news. And um, so we'll be there. The last year was our first year at the Convention Center. We'll be there again this year. And one of the opportunities that that gives us is to run a set of uh, workshops, coterminous workshops, and um, so the feedback we got from last year's Innovation Summit was that these workshops, last year was the first time that we ran them, really enhanced the experience of, of the people who were coming. And so um, we're now expanding the, the number of workshops. So we'll have, um, we have the um, president or the chair of the National Angel Capital Association coming as our keynote speaker, uh, talking about his view of where things are with angel investing and VC investing from around the country, and so that's going to be part part of the kickoff. Then we're going to have um, about an hour and a half where all all the companies that are there are will be displaying. And instead of in the past, days, you may remember, we've had um, what I call cocktail rounds, kind of the high top tables. Mm -hmm. We're actually going to be much more of a kind of a trade show environment where every company will have a six-foot-long table, or they'll have um, access to electricity. And so if they want to be displaying something, that dis they'll have that display um, opportunity. And then um, we're going to, and, and everybody will be in the big room um, between the, the opening uh, opening event and lunch. And so there will be a tremendous amount of networking that goes on. We take a break for lunch, and then we run... Um, two um, one-hour sections of, of workshops, and four workshops per section. So the first section is going to be geared to the um, financing uh, questions that people might have. And so the angels are putting on a workshop. Uh, Connecticut Innovation is putting on a workshop that is geared to later stage companies. I'm working on a workshop right now for crowdfunding for startups, too, because there's a lot of questions about should I and shouldn't I, and what are the pros and cons those kinds of things. And then we have um, the second set is going to be a little bit more um, you know, widespread in interest, but um, talent acquisition will be one of the topics. Customer acquisition is going to be another one of the topics. So whether you are a startup company or a growth company, and we're actually going to uh, have a number of corporations there as well, um, these workshops should be beneficial for you. And then we are uh, closing the day with something that I haven't quite pulled off yet, and this will be the first year, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we can actually do it. But um, later this week, I'm sending out uh, notices around the state for uh, what I call the Ali Ali Infly for the most disruptive technology. 
um, whether it's in your garage or your basement or your academic lab or your corporate lab, you know, we want to know what you're working on that's going to disrupt the industry that you're that you're targeting. And we I hope to get uh, 40 or 50 applications uh, for that, and we will through a panel we'll winnow those down to the top three, and then the closing uh, the closing event is going to be a five-minute presentation of these top three most disruptive technologies in Connecticut with the audience voting on. And, That's great. Uh, it should be really cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So, and, but the, the, um, kind of the ancillary benefit, I think, that we all get from that is, yeah, there'll be these top three, and hopefully they'll be newsworthy, and, and um, the word will, word will get out. But I hope to also have you know, 37 to 47 additional uh, really cool technologies that people are working on that we can figure out what to do with during, during the year and how do we help support these people that are really working on some cool technologies. That's fantastic. Now, the, uh, the top 40, uh, any uh, disruptive companies on there? I would, I would assume that there's got to be a, a few that have already disrupted their industry. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and um, stepping into places where, um, you know, it's, it's really the, the niche question. Do you have a company like Data in, um, in Norwalk that is growing um, like Topsy? And what they found was this uh, niche about security in, in the cloud and being able to, um, you know, be able to provide that. And so they're now, you know, they started in Norwalk um, probably about, Five years ago, Austin uh, McCord, who's the uh, who's the CEO there, is 27 years old when he started the company. He is uh, he now has locations around the world, um, and it's it, it's a great company. Or a company like Continuity out, out of New Haven again found this niche where um, I, I, I didn't realize this, but banking regulations there's they change. You you may know this banking regulations. Uh, change almost on a daily basis, and that small community banks just can't keep up with all the changes. So they've been able to develop a software program that these community banks can use to be able to keep them abreast of the changes and, and what they need to do. And because the changes are always coming, they're always growing in order to be able to keep keep up with the changes. And so there's there's just examples like that um, in the marketing tech top forty all the time. Yeah, we have a uh, special relationship with Datto that we're laughing about because uh, they actually stole one of our co-hosts. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we started this podcast and we had this uh, we had James here who, who James McLaughlin, yeah, yeah. Who was working with uh, Dave, and he had these great one-liners. He, he was just always always ready to do a great one-liner or uh, or a JFK impersonation. He always had he always had those, but uh, but yeah, he left and now he uh, yeah he went, to, he went to go in-house for Datto, yeah. and so uh, so we, we admire what they're contributing to uh, Connecticut, and at the same time, we shake our fist at them. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Stealing our best. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, that, I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, a, lot, a lot of really interesting news, um, great news about the Innovation Summit. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's the benefit of becoming a member? Well, um, first of all, I think it's uh, the question of, of the community. Um, one of the things, when, when the uh, CTC started 22 years ago, it was, a, uh, it was a bunch of folks that came together that said, um, technology is a growing industry in the state of Connecticut, but the regulations, the laws of the state of Connecticut were impeding its growth. And so it really started as a, um, 
uh, advocacy organization more than anything. And um, and frankly, true true to its roots, um, the collective voice is louder than the individual voice. And so, I would say the the first uh, reason to become a member is to be part of that collective voice. We are um, reaching out all the time, asking people what changes they'd like to see in legislation, uh, what regulations in the state are, are keeping you from being able to do what you want to do. And then I serve as the lobbyist um, at the General Assembly and being able to communicate that to the, the key people in, in the General Assembly and to the governor's office and uh, the members of the administration. And um, so we have access where, uh, because we have, you know, I can speak the fact that we've got 300 members, there's 2,000, you know, technology companies in the state, and that we're bringing that weight uh, around when, anything that, that we bring. So that's one thing. The other, um, I think, uh, we're really building um, in an area that, as we uh, talked to members over the last couple of years and began to develop strategic initiatives, these strategic initiatives are really beginning to be um, helpful and useful to uh, to our member companies. First one's in talent and workforce. When, when mm-hmm. I started two years ago and talked to 100 different uh, people over a three-month period, I didn't have a single conversation where somebody didn't say, um, I'm really worried about my future workforce. Where am I going to get it? Um, how do I connect with universities so I can have better, um, better opportunity of pulling students out of the universities? And so um, we have a very robust talent and workforce effort now and uh, where we um, have a HR forum where we're bringing together HR professionals from around the state to talk about uh, common issues. We're running um, skills challenges where we're identifying, we're right in the middle of our coding skills challenge where we have, um, which is the second time we've, we've run it, where we're on 13 campuses doing a, um, a coding test and then we're identifying through that test the 50 top coders in the state mm-hmm. on, on these college campuses. And we have a hackathon at uh, Yale. I mean, this year it's going to be at uh, on December 3rd. And uh, we're inviting companies to come and participate by either being mentors uh, to the students that are involved in the hackathon, be at the job fair where they can talk to these students and hopefully sign them up for jobs in the, in the summer or uh, internships, how, however that may be. And, um, and that coding challenge worked so well that our board asked us to uh, do this uh, on an engineering challenge. So we're just kicking off in the next couple of weeks our first uh, engineering challenge where there's eight engineering schools in the state of Connecticut. And um, we, will, we will be at each of those schools running a kind of multidisciplinary challenge where the students are, are coming together as a team to look at a particular issue and coming up with some ideas, engineering ideas, on, on how to address that issue. So um, one of the things I'd like to uh, just go back to is you mentioned that uh, your members are often, you know, you're reaching out to your members trying to figure out what needs to be changed, what kind of things you should be advocating for um, and that's a common topic we talk about, you know, what can Connecticut do better? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things your members are saying, you know, right now? Like, what would they like to see Connecticut do to, you know, support startups and, and technology and all that? Well, actually, one of the first things I think a lot of our membership is worried about is the uh, state's financial situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Unfortunately, we we can't do a lot. Of it's, it's not just your members. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, hey, coming from a Massachusetts resident. Right? Well, <laughs> and so, um, so there's. I, I have to kind of get get over the. Yeah, I'd like to be able to to uh, to wave my wand and, and, and make that a, make that different. But um, the other areas are really around issues of um, financial opportunity, and that's one of the reasons why there was such an influx of funding at uh, Connecticut Innovations, was the ability to then um, really recapitalize an organization that was, had been kind of floating for a little while. So, so that's part of it. But connections, um, it's very interesting to me that we keep hearing about um, Financial help is, is, is very important, but if you could find us customers, particularly startups, you know, that first customer is so hard to get. And so what can we do about that? Which is one of the reasons why I'm bringing the growth companies and the corporations into the Innovation Summit, because I'd really like to have uh, the Pratt & Whitney's, the Pitney Bowes, the Sikorsky's, um, walking through the Innovation Summit looking at these startups and maybe becoming the first customer for uh, for these companies. And so that first customer is, is, is really important. And frankly, I think that's an area where the state itself, because the state purchases in a lot of different areas, the state itself could be, uh, could be very helpful. You know, uh, on this podcast, we have a lot of individual companies come in and talk. And it's not often that we actually get to look at the Sometimes our conversations lead to the greater issues, but uh, but it's nice to have uh, you know uh, Bruce you here from CTC and sort of give us a more statewide perspective on these items. Uh, so if you could communicate to people outside Connecticut, what is going on in Connecticut? What is it that they should know about technology in Connecticut? What would you tell them? Uh, I would be uh, I'd be a huge advocate for what's going on, particularly in in the startup uh, world right now, and that is um, I I am um, a member of the the CT Next partnership, and it is frustrating to me because the message that I hear on a monthly basis as the CT Next partners get together on a, on a phone call. Um, isn't then somehow disseminated outside of those people on, on that phone call. But um, every month, um, about 20, 25 organizations that are all part of this uh, startup ecosystem that we have get on the call and talk about what they're doing. And it just blows me away. I mean, the, um, whether it's in Danbury or coming out of the University of Connecticut up at Stores or in New Haven, in every single part of the state, there is an active startup community that's really beginning to work together. And um, that's the vision that we had five years ago. I'm so excited that we are actually uh, achieving that vision. And now we need to figure out a way to um, have other people, whether inside the state or from outside the state, uh, look at it and, and, and begin to um, you know, want to come and be part of Connecticut. And I'd say the other um, exciting piece that I would highlight is the uh, work that's going on right now around the state um, for this program called Innovation Places, which just came out of uh, the most recent uh, legislative session. But um, kudos to Connecticut Innovations and, uh, and CT Next in that they really picked this thing up. It was a very tight timeline. And they put out um, an RFP and said any 
um, uh, community that wants to come in for a planning grant for an innovation place, uh, please do so, but here's some uh, pre-work that has to be done to justify a, a planning grant. And so 15 communities from around the state have uh, submitted applications, but um, very importantly, they had to talk to each other before they did. And so um, there are great examples, like in Danbury, where um, Danbury Hospital, a number of years ago, invested in creating a uh, wet lab research space. And then, you know, focus changes, uh, finances changes. Um, they didn't ever, ever really put it to use. Nobody knew about it until the Danbury group that was putting together the Innovation Place uh, planning grant application had Danbury Hospital at, at the table. And, you know, one of the people from Danbury uh, Hospital said, well, we've got this asset. You know, we're talking about asset mapping. We've got this asset. We're really not sure what to do. Do you think it would be helpful? <laughs> and, you know, you can just see people fall, fall off their chair. Oh, absolutely. And so... But that conversation wouldn't have wouldn't have happened mm -hmm. if this planning effort hadn't hadn't uh, been put together. So it's it's growing, and that would be my message to get back to the question. My message to anybody outside the state is: this is a community that's really growing, and um, I think people ought to come and be part of it. So one of the uh, <clears throat> one of the things that we hear from a lot of people, um, companies, and others, we always ask the good and the bad of Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this is our opportunity to put you on the spot a little bit. Um, but uh, one of the you know one of the things that we hear is that you know, they feel that organizations in Connecticut don't cooperate. They don't always talk to each other. There's too many fiefdoms. And or cities, I would say. And or mm -hmm. cities, yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the uh, one of the interesting things about CTC is that you know you guys are involved in a lot of things, and I've had the privilege to be involved in some of them as well. I mean, it's it's not just CTC, but you also help run the Crossroads Venture Group. Uh, you provide services there. Um, and you have the Innovation Summit and, and all of these wonderful activities. How have you seen uh, organizations in Connecticut interacting? Well, as honest as you can be. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be brutally honest about that because I think this whole thing starts. I mean, it, this is Connecticut. And when you think about a, the great state of Connecticut being divided up in 169 towns, that's kind of the beginning of the parochialism that um, that we have, and you know, and, and everything goes from there. And so, um, absolutely, I think that is a, that is a problem for the state of Connecticut in that um, people don't look beyond town lines. They organizations. There's lots of different organizations that uh, crop up around the state that have over overlapping missions. And then that becomes turf battles. And um, I've been in the state for a long time, and I, I absolutely agree with that. One of the things that I tried to do uh, in coming into CTC was to reach out to uh, organizations like CURE, which is the uh, bioscience organization for the state of Connecticut, uh, Beacon, which is the biomedical organization. You mentioned the Crossroads Venture Group, which is the, the venture capital um, organization. And said, let's figure out how we can work together to partner. Mm -hmm rather than uh, be working in our in independent silos. And um, one of the things, one of the easy things for us to collaborate on is uh, a legislative agenda because, yes, there might be uh, something that is very specific to uh, you know, the pharma companies in Connecticut, but generally the bioscience community and the IT community have very similar legislative agendas. And so let's, let's do that. 
I've also invited them, and they've been very uh, helpful in being partners on the Innovation Summit. So we're you know, asking them to come in and, and be part of that. So we're trying to break down some of those walls um, within the, organ the technology organizations, but that's just a very small piece of the pie. Now, when it comes to the uh, innovation places, I know, um, you know, obviously you said there's 15 towns that are going forward. Obviously, not all 15 will, will mm -hmm. get the, the implementation because it's the planning grant right. and the implementation. You are right with the turnaround. I mean, you're talking about a couple of months for right. both those grants to round people up. I mean, just doing that is, is, is awesome, right? Yeah. It, 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 we can always say, here's a pot of money, go round up everybody, you know, <laughs> and not give the money. There'd still be a good you right. know, kind of thing right. out of it. Um, and one of the things that kind of came, came out, and this goes to the, the idea that you know, you have a Stanford, you have New Haven, you have Hartford, kind of have these different hubs, there's stuff that's kind of cropping up to different organizations, is that, the, from my understanding, the IP grant is more about trying to get these towns to interact, or these cities to interact, and not just, say, because at the end of the day, an everybody's going to say that our place is going to be more innovative, <laughs> our place is going to be the better place for the startup community and everything like that, but, you know, Connecticut's not that big, I mean, yes, it takes an hour, you can get... You, Basically anywhere in an hour, right? right? So it's it's like one of those things where I keep on hearing that it, it's more about the collaboration between the innovation places, not as you know as important as the innovation places themselves, right? right. Like that, and I, I feel like that's one of the positive things that have kind of cropped out of it. But um, yeah, and so there's two different uh, pieces to that. One is uh, right at the last minute um, in that legislation there was um, a line that was put in that allows for not only grants going to innovation places, but actually um, once these innovation places get organized, so this is still probably two, two years down, down the road from now, there is a grant opportunity for the innovation place connectors. You know, if, if you've got an idea for how to connect, Within that legislation, there's an opportunity to, to be able to do that. But we just, um, the reason why I know there's 15 um, organizations or 15 communities that are uh, coming in for Innovation Place planning grants is because CTC just hosted last Thursday all 15 uh, communities in a, um, in a strategic planning workshop where we brought in a, an outside, um, an author of a book called Disrupting, which I, I would suggest every, everybody who, who can should read because it really talks about exponential change rather than nibbling around the edges. And I think that's part of what uh, the innovation place uh, process needs to be. And we wanted to encourage um, everybody to not only be thinking about their community, but to be thinking about how this has an impact across the state. And um, I really give kudos to uh, CT Next for looking at it that way. They've asked us, uh, based on that, uh, the success of that workshop, to organize two more workshops over the next uh, four months for them, for these uh, innovation place planning groups that will help them um, be better in the community, but will also be networking them across the state. That's, that's always good to get people uh, talking together, right? Right, right, right. And, and, and it was fun because rather than having this, you know, four, we had four people from each community, and rather than having them just sit at their own table, we, we, put, uh, we, we combined communities. So they, they had to be talking to each other because the exercises required one, you know, one voice coming from the table. And so how, to, how do you do that? No, it's, I know, like, the, the, 
individual municipalities had to uh, apply for it, right? They had to be on board to apply. And did you see more nonprofits and organizations servicing startups and businesses at that at that kind of strategic meeting, or did you see more entrepreneurs? Because the way I look at it is that some of these some of these bigger projects, right, are is money from the state, and and when money comes out from the state, it's it's, not, it's usually not in a grant form to you know businesses, right? And so. You know, where do the the entrepreneurs and, and startups kind of see this going? Where are they? Should they be on kind of the fringes, thinking like, okay, how do I capitalize on a new innovation places in Hartford or Meriden or New Haven or or, or or wherever? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, are the is innovation places really to strengthen the network and the and the 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 services and the, the connections uh, between the startups, or is it really for Again, the startups and, and some of that money, because again, that money goes for infrastructure and right. some other stuff. So, um, the startup should be the centerpiece, okay. and uh, the entrepreneur should be the centerpiece, because this is about how do we make the place work for you and for those like you who we want to attract and, and, and be part here. And in fact, there's a big push to try to keep, even though the municipalities have to sign off on it, keeping them on the fringe and be supportive rather than running the show. Let the business community, let the startups be the ones who are coming in and determine what needs to happen. And then um, the not-for-profits and the, and the municipal organizations really then need to be that support to help make it happen, but not, the, not necessarily the ideas kicking it off. Cool. I can tell you, Bruce, it's been great having you on because I... I am generally an optimistic person, and I feel pretty good about the Connecticut startup community, but uh, you've made me feel even better about the Connecticut startup community. I cannot wait for the Innovation Summit, one of my one of the highlights of my year. Great. So this great. is going to be great. Uh, guys, do you have any other questions for Bruce? Yeah, so I, I guess, um, you know, because you, you tend to meet a lot of startup companies and these growth companies and everything, is that where would you say most of the both startups are coming out of, uh, what kind of region, I guess, if you want to place a city to it, but then also the growth companies, because the, the reason why I say it is because it seems to, to me is that there's a lot of growth companies down in kind of the, the Stanford area and, and really kind of getting the, the, the muscle to, to really kind of uh, hit these global markets. And then you have a lot of startups kind of towards the Haven kind of Hartford area and, and, and kind of spread around. So it's like, where where have you been seeing that kind of stuff? And hopefully I'm wrong. Or, or <laughs> but. Well, I think I'm... Um I probably can only answer that question through the fact of where some of these accelerators are. And, and so I, I know the startup community around the accelerators. And so, uh, but also, um, you know, historically, the, um, the academic institutions have been hotbeds for startups. So Yale and UConn are still generating a lot of startups, and um, UConn, in particular, has been has put a real focus on student startups, not just the faculty startups that I was worried about when I was running the tech transfer program there. So they have an excellent program around student startups, and we're seeing more and more of them actually get traction and 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 come out into the incubator and and do other things. But in general, I would say that uh, probably New Haven is a is a hotter hotbed um, for startups than any other place in the state right now. 
Um, however, because of the activity of Reset in this area and some other um, organizations that are now beginning to work together under the kind of um, umbrella of the Metro Hartford Alliance, I think that um, I think this region, the Hartford region, is is beginning to um, get some traction in that regard. Stanford, I think you're probably right. I think Lower Fairfield County is um, it has uh, some great co-working spaces, um, and it's really interesting when you go to those co-working spaces because. Um, many of the people in those spaces are not Connecticut residents. They're actually commuting <laughs> out of Brooklyn to yeah. come come yeah. and, and work together and those kinds of things. And so that's kind of the unique uh, part of, of where of um, Stanford's geographical uh, location. And so I think that we'll begin to see more coming out in in the uh, Lower Fairfield County area. But um, there is a lot more kind of companies that are in the growth mode in in that regard. But um, now, I just wanted to say that where, where I think um, Connecticut um, should be, you know, now in, in many ways we've got our startup act together. It, it can be better, and, and clearly more work is, is going to be done on that. But I really want to uh, get the focus of uh, CTC's attention um, on this whole growth company uh, uh, question. When you look at our members, um, many of our members are in that uh, growth company mode, and so this is also a way in which we can better support our membership. But I also think for um, the state, um, if you know, startups are wonderful, but it takes three or four years to get you know one to three jobs. Um, yeah. You take these growth companies that are they've got roots in the state, they really are are ready to move. It might in that same period we might get that company from ten to fifty jobs or ten to a hundred jobs. And what is it we need to be do to do that? So, going back to the uh, Markham Tech Top Forty that we were talking about before. I'm taking that class, those 40 CEOs of the 2016 uh, Tech Top 40, and saying, well, how do we use you as a focus group? What is it we can do? How do we get you in front of the governor, in front of the commissioner of economic and community development, to talk about what your needs are and, and the needs of companies that want to be the Tech Top 40 next year and the next year and the next year? And um, I, I think Connecticut... Um, could be known as the place to grow your business if we can do this right. And, um, you know, you look at the rents in, uh, in Boston and in New York, and uh, sure, there's a lot of startups there, but do they really want to stay there and grow, or could we capture them yeah. and bring them to Connecticut because we've got that ecosystem that's now going to support them and help them grow? Right, everybody, everybody complains about the cost of living in Connecticut, but then as a startup, you're like, okay, well, if I go to San Francisco, right. I'm going to Austin, I'm going right. to Boston, I mean... No, I'm not going to pay three times what I'm paying now for rent right. <laughs> for a, a one bedroom kind of a thing. You know, right. it's kind of. I have, I have friends in, in Boston and New York that um, they pay twice as much that I pay for an entire house to rent. Mm -hmm. they, they they pay for you know a bedroom. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where uh, you know we do have that competitive advantage. Um, but again, we have all these growth companies, and in ten years we turn into that. <laughs> so it's it's, it's one of, well, hopefully it, right. We exactly. Turn into exactly. And the fact is, success breeds success, exactly. right? Yeah. So if we have some com growth companies that really succeed here, we have more datos. Um, they'll hopefully they also do not steal our co-hosts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if, you, you guys are gone. You guys are gone. That's right. But if we if we have more growth companies that that breed success, then eventually you'll have more and better startups that come in here because they want to be around the companies that right. throw off that success. Right. Yeah. 
Now, have you done any partnerships with, uh, like, so I'm, I'm, you know, uh, admittedly a, a CCSU grad, not, mm-hmm. not a UConn. So CCSU? I, 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 yeah, so, so Chris. <laughs> Um, so do you do a lot of uh, work with them? I mean, I obviously know that UConn's like the big, you know, big kind of state school, but the other state schools sometimes get kind of pushed aside a little bit. Uh, but well, absolutely. We um, CCSU has an engineering school, mm-hmm. as does um, Southern, as does Eastern, and so the coding challenges that I was just talking about, we are on those campuses, right. and we have uh, those students competing as well. You know, Rick Mullins runs the uh, ITBD, IT, yeah. ITBD um, and they're a member of, of ours. Rick's been a, a longtime friend of mine. So we are constantly looking for ways to be able to do things uh, with Central, in, in particular, just because of our, our relationship with Rick. Nice. That's good to hear. So um, if you could give uh, one piece of advice to, you know, someone new startup, fresh starting out, where, where would you say they should go? Where What should they be looking for? They're just getting started out, you know, what resources would you suggest? If you're just getting started up, I would say go to the CT Next website. Um, and on that website is a um, relatively new um, kind of piece of software that connects you into the entire community. So you register as, um, as this startup, but you have access then to a whole list of mentors that have been uh, segmented by you know, attorneys, accountants, uh, marketing people, who, people who have signed up to say, I want to help startups, and so be, be a- able to do that. They've got um, lots of information about financing information. So we finally have this kind of one stop where you can go get a lot of information, and then hopefully... Um, we've got the community networked well enough that if you then pick up the phone and call somebody based on that listing and they say, I can't quite help you, but I, I know who can. And that's really, to me, that's when we've reached the critical mass, and that's that's where we want to be. That's the problem with being an attorney. You're always segmented. You know, they <laughs> put us in a box for a reason. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Go in your corner. <laughs> well, uh, Bruce... I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on. Um, I know I'll be uh, seeing you shortly, but, uh, but you know, again, thanks for taking the time to come over from East Hartford all the way over to, your, to <laughs> yeah. our uh, headquarters high above the, uh, the town. Over the river. Right? Well, and let, let me just do one last <laughs> plug on the Innovation Summit. If uh, anyone listening is interested in participating in the Innovation Summit, just come to the ct.org website. You'll see the button for the Innovation Summit and uh, the application form, and we would uh, love to have uh, any and all apply. Great. And certainly anybody attending the summit, again, should stop by our table and say hi. And uh, hopefully you could be a guest that day or a guest in the future. And uh, Chris, somebody wants to contact us. Where are they going? So you're going to go to ctstartup.com, where you also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, and all that good stuff. Great. Uh, Thank you very much. Great. Bruce, thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the CT Startup Podcast. We want to thank our audio sponsor, the Murphy Kalina Law Firm, our guests for their time and input, our production company, Sublime Exposure Online, and of course you, our listeners, for helping make all this possible. Make sure to check out our Facebook page, our webpage at ctstartup.com, and our Twitter at ctstartupcast. And please make sure to join our newsletter for all the latest information on the connected startup. Show.